are live. Chris Denman, it's one-on-one -on -one today with the headliner at Helium this weekend. His name is Jamie Kennedy. Jamie, what's up, man? Good to see you. How are you, buddy? Better now, man. It's nice to see you in town. You came into some lovely weather from Los Angeles, man. Your show got canceled last night, so I think people are going to pack it out the rest of the weekend. Yeah, yeah. you got a half an inch. <laughs> right, you're from the East Coast. I was thinking about that when I saw your show got kind of pushed off last night. Thursday shows are nice warm up, get into the weekend, people get excited about it. Yeah. Canceled it, man. Are you were you disappointed whatever you saw how little snow was here today? Yes. I was gonna say where you grew up, it was probably a little more uh serious with the snowfall. I mean LA gets more snow. I right. mean, jeez. Yeah. Outside the Viper room, I mean. Right? right. Yeah. And I was um yeah, and I was sitting in my hotel room going, I could be doing comedy right now. <laughs> Did you fly? You still flew in? Yeah. Like, oh, that's even worse. I know. I was I was hoping, like, you had exhaustion and you had to do, like, a day of rehab or something, like, to go. And, like, this was a cover by the club. But, no. It was, it was actual. It was literally weather. Oh, you were looking for a scandal. Yeah, man. No. I was hoping for that. Yeah. No, it was just, it was literally a snow day. It was a snow how boring is that? Yeah, I was going to say that's <laughs> tough, too, because you have a job where you actually do want to go show up and have some fun, whereas everybody else is like, oh, yeah, it's snow day. Yes. <laughs> Wait, can we say that? F yeah. yeah. We can. Oh, okay. Yeah, this will uh, right. we'll have it edited and unedited. So F, yeah. Fine, buddy. All right. Dude, you've, been, you've been doing a lot of podcasting yourself. You've been busy, man. I love it. You've got so many movies under your belt, TV shows, things like that. Comic number one, I'm mm. guessing, as far as the loves go. How does... Uh, how do, it, we, how do we rank your talent? Um, I started as a comic, but I always loved acting, mm -hmm. and I got really more known as an actor. Right. But I've done a couple specials, you know, the air on Comedy Central and Showtime, and I just shot another one. And hopefully, you know, I, I one has to like kind of make noise for people to know specials me. Specials are weird too because I could see somebody. Um, that I'm absolutely in love with as a performer, but maybe the special doesn't capture what you see live, too. That's not always easy. They're important. 100% 100 true right? to that. But they're super important to get out there, but at the same time, it's like not always the best version of yourself, despite probably a lot of hard work and yeah. technically great editing and all that stuff. And what's what's great, though, is that no one's doing them. You know, they're not releasing any. No, it's, it's, there's such a shortage of specials. Yes. Like mediums for specials, right? Yes, there's none. Yeah. I, um, I hope you guys rebound. I know. But, um, you know, it's like, I, you know, I don't know. I'm just kind of like a Gemini and I'm kind of like, I hate to be this person, but like I have like, you know, creative energy or energy. So it's like, if I'm not acting, I'm doing stand-up. Like, right. I just got to keep moving. You know what I mean? Or, so canceling shows on a Thursday, like, hurts your soul. <laughs> I mean, it was. I'm pretty tired. It was just that... <laughs> this, is not, this is not a diss, but it was like there was nothing going on. So it was like if there was one thing to do, it would have been a great to do a stand-up show. Right. It wasn't like you canceled it and I'm in Phoenix. No offense. No offense. <laughs> but a lot of That's stuff was closed. There's nothing in walking distance. And it's like, yo... <laughs> This would be good. It's like this, or like a strip club, or like PlayStation, or like a meth addiction. And well, it's like, if you're not doing the other stuff. I, I think you showed a real lack of heart by not gathering up the hotel folks and doing a show down in the lobby for them. Yes. You gotta want it. I'm a quitter. <laughs> you are. But, um, hey, you should have hit me up, man. We could have found something for you to do. Shovel somebody's driveway or something. I didn't know you existed until two hours ago, so here we are. You've been sitting here waiting on me for a little 
So mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's a fair statement, man. No, I, I was really excited to see that you were coming in. Uh, I'm 34. Scream was huge. Whenever mm. in, in your position as somebody who's out on the road all the time, creating new stuff all the time, like you mentioned, is it a blessing to be known for certain projects? You've had several, so mm-hmm. people could yell. They're not necessarily going to just yell one thing at you across the street. In the yeah, mall. they could yell a few. Yeah, they it's true. It's and true. Be good, that is good. <laughs> it's true. Do you, do you appreciate that part of your career that you have those kind of key moments that people can shout out at you whenever they're bugging you in a mall or whatever it is? Most definitely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, but I was thinking about it. Like, Let's rabbit hole it, man. We got a little bit of time. Um, well, this is a four hour podcast. <laughs> I am. Um, I am lucky in the sense that when people shout me out, eh, I mean, because I had my show, The Experiment, so that had my name on it. Right. But they definitely shout out B-Red. They'll definitely shout out Randy. Yeah. They'll definitely shout out Judge Jamie. They'll definitely shout out Heckler. They'll definitely shout out, you know, Tremors. They'll definitely shout out Son of the Mash if they don't like it or like it. They'll shout out things. They'll definitely shout out, is this your bush? And so what's interesting is, is that I was thinking about this how the other day and I don't, and I don't want to, the most important thing we can do in this world or in, in life or in our business is to be quotable. And I have been in a lot of quotable things. Some that I was lucky enough to say and some that I helped create. And you can, there's other people that you can watch stuff, and I can't quote one of their things. But I know the person, and I'm like, wow, I'm quotable. It just hit me the other day in the kitchen. You know, and you've, I'm Am I lying? I mean, no. you can be blunt with me, but it, I believe I am. Immediately, that's true. And it made me, Even Romeo and Juliet, which my part wasn't huge, but it made such an impact when people say, do you bite your thumb at me? Like, I've had that. Really? I've had... That's got to be a really cool feeling. It's awesome, because yeah. like you said, it's multiple genres and even ghost whisperer i'll go to i get more like you know housewives that love ghost whisperer so i do feel like i've touched multiple ends of the spectrum and i cannot complain no not at, at all, all. It's, it's the American i can dream. yeah i really i have so if you tell if people yell at my face all day i mean sometimes maybe it can get annoying if i'm in right. like a bad mood or whatever but i'm I am lucky because it is that. I'm not known for just one thing. Somebody was telling me about an actor the other day. I don't want to name names or whatever. They were not mad. But they were mad. The host was mad at the actress because the actress didn't want that credit brought up. But that's pretty much what she was known for. And they were mad about it. And the ho- I was like, I understood the actress's point. I understand right. the host's point. But it's like, if that you got to go where you go, right? Yeah, and you have to embrace And there's a difference between politely asking somebody about a huge project that they're known for and then exploiting them and being a dick about it, right? Yeah. Some If you walk in and I start screaming one of your roles at you and you're like, ah, this isn't really what I signed up for. Yeah. That's a lot different than casually bringing it up as a milestone in your career. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a big difference in that. I was curious, too. <laughs> it reminded me, just your statement, uh, when's the last time you saw Tom Green's stand-up? He uh, has a bit. He has a bit that encapsulate what you just said, and I don't want to uh, give the whole thing away. But he, it's essentially saying, like, "Hey, could you name the Oscar? Can you do give me one sentence from whatever movie won best film last year?" 
but then he can rattle off something from his critically trashed movie, and the whole crowd's like, ah, freaking That's out. awesome. It's good, and it's a good way to kind of turn the tables on people. That's awesome. It's true, man. Like, yeah, you can quote, you know, your bum is on my face, you know. <laughs> you can. Yeah. It's true. No, it makes sense. It is just about making... Whatever it is, I mean, even if it's like you know, cash me out, cash me outside. I know, I know, it's not traditional, you know, stardom, but it's the new wave of stardom. But when I was filming Tremors in South Africa, people at a restaurant were saying that phrase. That's insane. Yes, that's, that's just insane. And that girl is only fifteen now. That was like thirteen in Africa. So I get annoyed with some social medias and stuff like that, but I respect that. Yeah. And 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 obviously you want stuff to last forever, but you know, and you you know, I was raised by it was like, you know, Chinatown or Halloween or you know, Porky's. Those are the quotes, you know. Right. But it doesn't have to just be movies anymore. It has no. to be. It can be anything. It doesn't even have to be dialogue. It can just be a movement. It could from be a, a meme. Five second video. Yeah, it yeah. could be a meme, be a dude. Face. There is a guy that if you end up going to the loop while you're here. I'm trying to think of the meme. He's basically, it's a black dude standing at a podium, and he's just kind of looking off to the side. You would know the meme if you saw it. It's everywhere. The guy works at a store a few neighborhoods away from here. So people walk by, and they stop dead in their tracks when they see the guy. Because he's this like world-famous meme that's just everywhere. Wow. And then he's working at a store. and I don't know. just kind of shows the power of how things can travel. and Yeah. It doesn't all have to be uh, traditional in any sense, does it? Yeah, no. What's uh what's the podcast game been like for you? Obviously you're very easy to chat with and it's uh it's part of your Well, I've been doing I've been do. doing guests on, you know, different people's podcasts and there's yeah. a lot of great ones now and you know of course. Like, like you're you're talking all things comedy. I've done some of those guys and I've done Theo's and Bobby Lee's and Theo, man. He yeah. seems like he's blowing up. Right yeah, he's now. blowing up. It's great. Yeah. He's it's cool to see that, isn't it? Oh, it's awesome. Self made. And he's doing it his own way. And he's doing it. And it's like literally like his fans come out because they listen to him and they know him. I, I like that too. He's like such a southerner and he's embraced hardcore in on the West Coast. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's nice that that can translate. He's really original. And I started messing around with trying to do one. I do one now. It's called I Hate Hate to Break It to You. But I have to be honest, like I gotta get a crew to help me because I'm not regular with it. Right. And when I do do it, i I would say like eight of the ten I've done are good. Like a couple of them are a little sloppy because I need help. Right. But when I do do it, I do put my effort into it. But it's a to do, man. It is. And, and it's just, it, I think it's really It is a to do and if I'm traveling all the time and I'm and I don't have a producer, and it's like me and my assistant, and he'll help. But it's like, it's a to-do, and I got to, like, really commit to it. But it's like, I am I get busy, and then sometimes I think maybe I'll be the guy that does one every couple of weeks. And then when it's good, it'll be a, I'll right. just focus on it being better because there are a lot of them that talk to. Yeah, and you're and it, it's tough, too, because you can even be a big enough name. I mean, there's only a couple people who can do it sporadically, and it works still, but mm -hmm. they're still doing a ton of them all the time. But there's yeah. so much more work. Even just, I was telling you about the one with Ian, even doing one a week with our two schedules, with all the stuff that we do, it became such a labor at times. And it sucked because we loved doing it. It's it, a it's, it, it is, and it's like, you know, to do it correctly, you got to, like, prepare, and you want to tackle the... And what, and what are you going to talk about? You want to talk to tackle a subject, and yeah. 
And plus, I like to look at the edit of it because I have certain stuff I'll say. And it's like, well, I want to piss this person off. So, but I respect it, and it's yeah. it's definitely the new form of. I mean, it's been this way for a while, but it's definitely like the best place to express. I mean, like it's to me, it's. I don't want to say it too loud, but come on. It's rendering talk shows obsolete. Yeah. You get the realest experience right. on a podcast. And it's like the amount of stuff I have to jump through to do a talk show in terms of like stand up. Like I got to do like just certain stuff and they're not even really considering me. And it's like, oh, I can do a hit on someone's podcast and get more. And it's like the only reason I'm doing it is to stay relevant in that genre, right. which may not be relevant. Yeah, you wonder how many people are going away from that because somebody like myself, who I'm not really traditional media, and this like we do a radio show every morning, but our radio show talk to interesting people. We have long form conversations, things like that. But with what you're talking about, when I see like a traditional interview, if you were to go on and talk about your career for three and a half minutes on a hit somewhere, I didn't learn anything. You saw what your IMDb says. You want to punch me? Right. No, the problem is, is that is that. There's such a disconnect between traditional media and the normal human being. And it starts with cursing, okay? Everyone curses. Everyone says, bro, my fucking car was broke. It's an adjective. Dude, my fucking shit. No one's offended. Right. So the dorks, the corporate dorks, and these are the people that don't have the bones in their body to be creative, emotionally expressive. They're dorks. And they're like trying to impress some housewife in the Midwest that's not going to be offended anyway. So they can sell more toothpaste. For yes, anyone. and yeah. she doesn't give a shit. Yeah. What they don't understand is they don't get that. Or they're trying to appeal to some religious majority that's getting disrupted anyway. And it's like... All this bullshit. It's like everyone curses. Everyone talks about sex. It doesn't have to be. You can have levels of this stuff, obviously. But, like, it's people want real. There's too much transparency. It's like I was catching myself in stand-up, like, doing a bit too much. And I was like, and I just was like, oh, I can't do that much more. Because I, I, we, we see everything. Right. And there's right. nothing that you can hide anymore. So don't hide it. I don't care who the talk show host is. It's still too much of a dog and pony show, and people are dealing with horrific shit. Right. And we want to see it. That's very true. And it's just bullshit. Uh, speaking about stuff that normal people don't have access to, what's it like? And this has got to be such a strange thing, because I'm sure you've answered this in about 50 different forms. What's it like being a young man in Hollywood Whenever you got stardom, like what is that feeling like or that move like whenever back YouTube and clips can make everything thousand things like that where everybody was seeing them East Coast to uh, your your come up into into films and just the national spite. What's that? How do we how do we explain that to somebody who's an account manager at a rental car place? Are you saying like indifference of today or just how is that in general? Just growing um, like, I, I mean, grow, I say growing up. You know, in your 20s, you're in major motion pictures, right? You're way different in your 20s than you are in your 30s, 40s, etc., right? Yeah. So going from where you were to unknown to in these big... Um, projects, like that's That's got to be insane. Or do you just roll with it like you would anything else? No, you don't roll with it. You have an adjustment period. You... you, you it's uh, it's 
It's what you dream of. Right. It's it's what you strive for. And then you start getting some success. And I was lucky to be part of the generation, which some people might say the last generation, which had, you know, what they call real quantifiable fame. Right. As yes. opposed from, you know, natural media of movies and TV and how you had to audition and get through. And it wasn't awareness like, would be. Awareness, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. when I did Scream that weekend when it was out. Right. When I went out to a sushi restaurant, it was the first time I ever got recognized. And the girl goes, I just saw you in this movie. Oh, my God. I don't know your name. And, like, got geeked out. Yeah. And that happened when I was 25 or 26 years old, whatever it was. And That's so young. Yeah. I didn't think of it is, but it is. You're right. And I, I you're right. It is. I and think about just how I behaved when I was 25 as compared to even now. Like, it's insane. Yeah, I mean, like, well, I guess on that, like, the getting to recognize and then how that started happening, um, I was lucky because I got to work with a lot of big names, and I got right. to see the spotlight on them, and literally, like, how people come up to me and want to take a picture and ask their friend to do it. I was always the person taking the picture with that, I was always like, they wanted a picture with someone more famous. Right. So I was I learned a lot. I was lucky that way. And it was kind of gradual. And it wasn't something huge. It was huge, but I was a part of something. Did anybody wasn't influence your behavior as far as that? Were they a bigger star at the time? Oh, uh, yeah. You know um, what I mean? Where it's, you, you know, monkey see, monkey do. Like, yeah. You're not, not going to tell somebody to buzz off for asking for a picture. Well, always, always the cream rises at the top. So right. all the big people are always great. And that's it's it's a, you hear the stories the of people. Yeah, people it's the handlers, the middling, it's the people that are desperate, all this stuff. But one of the people that really I, I learned from, and you know whether she knows it or not, it was always Courtney Cox when I was doing Scream, and and like there were days off, and I would like have coffee or something, or I remember I went out and like she was like we we're all eating, and then I don't know we had the same schedule, it's like we ate a meal or a coffee or something. And, she was always constantly getting swamped, and she was the most gracious person. And she was, she was just so sweet to everybody, and 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 it definitely has to get tiring. And so that I doesn't mean you're a jerk. No, if you can barely keep your eyes open, and somebody's and like, ah, your time. Yeah, and she was, she was yeah. always, and I and I watched her, and I could just she led by example. That's and amazing. So, too. Yeah, and I was at the height of Friends. Right, you so talk about she couldn't walk around the street. True stars. Yeah, I mean that too. And I think about that too. When did Scream come out? Ninety six. Ninety six. Ninety six. So middle schoolers, that's what they did. They got dropped off. I'm saying that as the middle schooler who would go to the theaters and see that. Like you didn't have your phone to play with at home. No. If you, you go, you went to the movies on the weekend. Middle school, everybody. Yeah. It was a it was a different time, and that's crazy to think of. In such a short time, things can change so much. And I have to tell you that I'm lucky because I'm not like a druggie. Or I drunk, you know. Um, you know, sometimes I try a little weed or some, you know have some drinks, but I'm not crazy sure. like that. But I did love, you know, going to parties and stuff. But I was never. I was always aware, and I, you know, I have to. Re I guess I, my parents raised me, you know, pretty good. I was always aware of, you know, everything is kind of, you know, could go away, and also real quick, yeah, and also it's like. You know, it's a journey, man. It's like I want to do this forever, so I don't want to. So, I wasn't doing what whatever crazy shit. But you do have moments. I mean, I'll tell you this: 
it's crazy like how people take every picture today like and it's coming back to get people now anyway but like stories about people but like there's definitely stuff that i did we all did crazy stuff that it was like wasn't documented like it right. is today you know what i mean oh so it's gosh. like yeah i can't imagine but yeah i mean but it's fun it's like why are you getting some just, but just the problem is it's like stuff that everybody wants to do you know what i mean so it's just like, yeah and everybody's there's a little bit of a jealousy factor yeah and that, i think that kind of that's leads, what it does yeah. people get jealous they were exposed and stuff but it's at the end of the day it's what everybody does i have this joke i'm trying to figure out like what where do you see people more happy you know when they're in a vegas pool a day party or church what's man's natural state i think it's to rage right yeah people want to find they want to fucking be around chicks and bikinis, do drugs, and listen in the techno. Right. I mean, and acting like there's something that they're probably not. Or no, just they just want to let loose. People want to yeah. let their li inner animal out, and right. it's like people just have to admit that because it's, it's like no one really wants to sit in church and be repressed. It, it, very true, and that's the th and that's the part of people that cast other people down because they're jealous they don't get to let their uh yeah but, wire tattoo hang out but exactly but get be wary of that yeah and anybody that's pointing the fingers too hard they're yeah, always they're I, smoking gun man. oh yeah it's the it's the senator tapping his toe under mm -hmm. the uh under the uh, airport bathroom stall who's been rallying against uh gay marriage too much yeah he's like yeah he's just he's just trying to get his on the side without you knowing yeah <laughs> that's kind of how it works isn't it yeah and i just think that that's what I'm saying. When we're talking about the news and all the stuff, it's just, it's just, come on, man. I mean, quit with the bullshit. <laughs> quit with the dumb shit. Quit well, with the dumb cooking segments on your dumb shows. Like, be fucking real. Let's talk about. Talk it. fucking real. Fun. Yeah, there's so Not many just more talk fucking real. It's so many people, and there's such a disconnect between what the fuck is really how people feel and how people are portrayed, how they feel. Right. And that's another big fucking thing. That's why podcasts are great because they Get really exposed. Like, you can't go on and fake it if you have to have a long form conversation. No. No, and it's just it's, just, but I think there's a huge shift happening. I think there's a huge awakening happening. I think shit's changing. It's gonna change crazy, man. I think the world is technology is right on the brink of no return. Like <laughs> good thing or bad thing? Ah, uh, depends on where your mind's at. You know, yeah. like mom was always I was always trained to adapt or die. But there's gonna be certain things that we just can't even begin to can't fathom. Well, I mean, yeah, like AI is gonna. Like the <laughs> Wall so Street, scary. well, the Wall Street Journal just did a story. It was like two days ago. It's like yep. AI is gonna disrupt society more than realized. Really dumb shits. Where the fuck you been <laughs> since two thousand nine? Where the right. fuck have you like? Are the Wall Street Journal saying this? Like, have you not read Valley Wag? Do they not know anything about Silicon Valley? Like, if anyone has gone up there, I mean, just as a comedian going up and doing shows there, and right. it's like, how do you not know this? Like, of course it is, and it's like. So it's, it's it's cracking me up. Like I don't think people realize the wave is coming, and I don't think there's nothing we can do. So there's going to be a lot of great shit. Like there's, I mean, like that's one of the things Stephen Hawking said before he died, wasn't it? Oh it's yeah, like, look the fuck out. Oh yeah, and it's really uh, people really don't know. I mean, like jobs are like just last night, just here, uh -huh. I went to Schnooks, yeah, which is your guy's right. version of whatever Acme, yeah, and the lady was there. Yeah, it was a fascinating. I had a fascinating interaction with her without her knowing. It you have in you know what you consider this the Midwest, but it's pretty progressive, I think here. Sure. And um, and you guys had uh, your own takeout. 
self uh, checkout. Mm-hmm. So there were six things, and it's pretty, it's pretty dope. Like you know, you scan it yourself, and they can tell if you don't put something in the bag because it weighs. So you scan it, it doesn't go in. It goes put it in the bag, put it in the bag. It knows if you're stealing. Right. And the lady was there, and she was kind of just overseeing us. And there's three of us, and I could see she was annoyed that we didn't know exactly how to use it. But she was also annoyed, but she was also scary that that thing was kind of doing her job. Right. So I like, could see like she's, in, she's overcompensating a little, like she's being a little snippety with you because she's mad. She was a snippety, but okay. I could just fence the thing that's annoying that she has to deal with us to learn how to do this, but also annoyed that at any minute that thing, she's not going to be needed to watch. <laughs> so I just thought that spoke volumes of our society. It's a bit of a cuckolding if you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> see this thing? This is doing everything. These should be eight coworkers, but those are just little computers doing what you're supposed to be doing. Dude, and last night I got an Uber, and both my Ubers had guys hit the button and the van opened, the door automatically. Uh, and that's really good because I don't even get that as much in L.A. And the guys barely talked. And I thought, this is a good Uber, and this is Midwest. Like, guys in L.A., sometimes they'll talk too much. It's like, dude, I don't need to know your fucking day. I, Shut the fuck up. Can I give you an example? And I was pretty <laughs> impressed with St. Louis is that it was quick yeah. and no one talked. So that's what the future is going to be, though. It's going to be sterile Do in you, certain ways. That's a good point, man, yeah. as we're in the most sterile building of all time. Yeah. Uh, do you use a uh, like an alias or anything on Uber? No. You do Jamie? I yeah. do me. And you know what? People, I don't even know if they look, but like I will probably get recognized 10% of the time. Like, Holy shit! <laughs> Be rash in my car, like you gotta get a photo. Like, uh, but most of the time, no. Here and if it's people a ask, different too, because they don't expect you to be here, so they're like, oh, that guy kind of looks like. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Where in L.A., somebody'd probably be like, oh, yeah, that's him, because you, they would expect you to be there. Dude, I've been at like a restaurant. My name's in the marquee at the club across the street, and they go, you know, you look like Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> and it's like, have you been hit with a two by four? Yeah, I think like, that's the problem. It was last time I went to LA like a month ago, and we had we had to fly into Santa Ana at John Wayne. That's weird. County. It was it was a like kind of last That's minute weird. switch up thing. That's weird. So we take an Uber from there to basically LAX. So like a long ass Uber, right? The guy talked the entire way. Ah, we didn't get a word in. Tell him to shut up. We. And what do you do? Do you tell them to shut up in that in that sense? You could. It could hurt your rating. Though. Yeah, I don't want to mess but that's with that rating. Fucked man. up. Mm-hmm. That's aggressive. I don't like that no, at all. That's no. the people that that guy would talk to his friends loudly at your show tonight and not be aware of why he's. Yeah, that's awareness. Mm-hmm. You're right. Gotta have more of that. Yeah, dude. I know you got a busy day ahead of you. I'll let you get out of here. I like this convo, dude. It was such a good conversation, man. Um, I guess uh, I'm trying to think. Quick hits. Uh, what do you have coming up? Obviously, helium this weekend. Got to yeah. see Jamie. Um, but, uh, what are you going to Couple work things. On? So I uh, you probably have twenty things going on. Right now. A couple. Th- I did. I'm finishing this tour. You can go on jamiekane.com. I'm going to be done early December. I'm going mm-hmm. back. I'm going to DC, Kentucky, here, Tempe. Um, I did a part in Brad Pitt's new movie called Ad Astra. It comes out Memorial Day. What's going on with that? That's uh. You're gonna keep yourself here another half hour. You keep saying interesting. And now I can't really talk about it, but it's <laughs> it's all I tell people is it's Brad Pitt in space, and it's like if we're gonna send somebody out to be the representative of the human race, who better than BP? Well, you know where he's from. Yeah, exactly. Just down the road here in Missouri. Man. Oh, is he? He is. Yeah. Wow. He is. I think that says a lot. When I heard. Wow. Because that this place does encapsulate like the everyman. Yeah. Although sure. he's a superhero. But. 
but there is something very relatable about him. The the thing that got me whenever, because uh, I I I know it's, it's freaky. He has a brother, by the way, who's uh-huh. a successful like tech and real estate guy. Mm-hmm. He looks a lot like Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. and when you meet him, you you look oh you kind of give him that weird like boy you are Brad Pitt's brother. So the re- <laughs> I was almost proud to hear this is a weird thing to come out of this news when the Weinstein news started happening. They referenced Brad Pitt threatening to beat his ass. Yeah. I was like, what's up, Missouri? Like, that's yeah. a Missouri thing. You're like, yeah. hey, homie, that's not going to work. <laughs> I will fuck you up, man. <laughs> like, yeah, Brad Pitt, yeah, Hollywood type. He's from Missouri. He will he will throw fists. Yeah. yeah man, that's fun. Salt of the earth, man. Salt of the earth. That, congrats, man. That's exciting that you got that coming out. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm excited, and uh, I just shot my special, and I'm going to you know, hopefully sell it to you know, either Hulu or Netflix. Hulu or Netflix? You're looking yeah. at? That's an interesting process, too. And then there's even, and I won't name companies, there's even companies that do big-time specials. And I look at it as somebody who consumes and is very aware of comedy and specials and all that stuff, and then they go nowhere. And I'm wondering, really? I'm like, what do you, like, why, are we, why do we have this out right now? Why did you spend the money on this? If you're not going to put the effort in, I don't know. Maybe they have an inventory check that they have to do or something. But it's it's odd well, sometimes. Hulu uh, and Netflix, some of the most different. some of the most successful comedians though told me that this is why they said do it yourself. Mm-hmm. So I did it myself, and um, and they submitted it. They've submitted it right. multiple times, and then eventually the place will say yes. And it's just to get on one of those platforms. And Joe then, Coy did that. Yeah. Joe is one of the people who's awesome, and he's just like his fans found him, and now he's selling 10,000 seats a night. He, he spent a lot of money on yeah. that special. Yeah. And, but it's and all over the place now, and now he's he's just like selling out 10 nights in a row places. Yeah. So it's, it's the way to do it, and it's just, you know, hopefully. Well, well again, you know, there's not that many opportunities for specials out there. No, not many people do it. I, I believe in you. Well, dude, great talking to you. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me, bro. Absolutely. Jamie Kennedy. Check him out at Helium all weekend long, and uh, check us out. Jamie won't be here next week, so we can tell you about this. Sklar Brothers coming to town. Big charity event. We're working on that. ProjectWakeUp.org. Get your tickets for Saturday after Thanksgiving. Thanks, guys. We are live, live, live. We are live, live, live. We are live, live, live. We are live.